Welcome back to Real When Shared. Real stories, real chats, real people, but right now it's just me. (laughs) Um, If you want to be a guest and you want to chat and share your story or, you know, whatever's on your mind, feel free to send me a message. And I have this new thing called SpeakPipe. Um, Yeah, I have my link to that on my Instagram but basically it's like speakpipe.com slash real when shared and you'll find it and you can send me an anonymous message. I'll hear your voice, but you don't have to tell me your name. And that would be a cool way to connect. But anyway, I figured today instead of telling a story, I'm going to just simply chat, you know, because, well, that's also what this podcast is about, you know, just having real chats. So it doesn't always have to be a story. Um, and today I think I'll talk about, just because it's been on my mind a lot lately, um, how I came to live just an unconventional lifestyle and be, you know, a little bit different from the norm, I guess a black sheep, if you will. So I'll, I'll chat a bit about how that came to be and what that's been like in this episode. So here we go where do you even begin? Like my childhood and all the bullying and trauma? (laughs) No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Um, let's see. Ah, you know what? I always call it the Chris McCandless gene. When someone asks me about how I live, I'm just like, I think I, I, have you ever read into the wild? And then I go off on a tangent about the book. And I always say that I have the Chris McCandless gene or the Alexander Supertramp gene. Um, But I didn't read that book until I think my early 20s. And as soon as I read it, like finally something resonated with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, someone understands me and who I am. Someone gets me. And I just like always called, I always said that I had that gene, whatever he had, you know, like I don't want to, I don't want a career. I don't care about money. I just want to you know, live my life day to day and travel and experience new things. And yeah, after reading that book, I was like, that is me. (laughs) But I feel like I've had this in me since I was young. Like, so I've always been a creative individual, very intuitive and um, an introvert. And I never liked the idea of just sitting at a desk or behind a desk for hours every single day. I knew from an early start, I never wanted to do anything like that. Um, And I I hated the idea of going to university or college, but I did anyway. Um, But I remember like begging my dad to get me an acting agent from when I, like an, an early age, I think after maybe around like 12, 13, 14, even into like all throughout high school, I was like, dad, please can you get me an acting agent? I want to do acting. And I I always wanted to do something creative. I wanted to paint. I wanted to draw. And it was always my favorite class. My favorite classes were always something creative, like photography or drawing. It was, it was never anything mathematical or scientific. It was always the artsy things. Um, but I was told, and it was engraved into my head that the only way to be successful is to go to university. Otherwise, you're just going to end up poor and living on the street. But you know what? Here I am anyway. (laughs) Um, I should have, like, I wish I just 
was bold and strong enough to just listen to myself and follow myself and follow my gut, which told me don't go to university yet. But I rushed into going because it was my dad's dream and it's what he wanted me to do. And he made me think like, if I don't go, I'm just a huge failure. So that's tough, you know, like (laughs) you, your gut is telling you not to do something, but yet if you don't do it, then you're going to look, you're going to feel like a huge failure and feel like you let your parents down. You know, I didn't, no one wants that. So I went to university, blah, blah, blah. Um, But while I was there, you know, it was very obvious that it was not the place for me. And I tried to follow that path. You know, I was studying psychology. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll be a child psychologist. And, but that was a desk job. And I was like, this is, this is not feeling right. Like nothing about that pathway felt right. And then I remember I was like, like I I dropped out of school and then I was going to go back and finish my degree. And I was only going to do it just so that I would make someone else happy yet again. It was my, my ex, someone I was dating at the time. I felt like I was a failure in his eyes because I don't know to everybody yet. For some reason where I was growing up, like near Toronto, Ontario, if you don't have your bachelor's degree, you're a failure or you're not going to go anywhere in your life. I don't know why that was like such a huge thing. Like, why couldn't I just, you know, be successful in a creative way? Why was it so frowned upon? Yes, it's a harder and more difficult path and you, you don't see success right away, but why is it so frowned upon? It was like, I couldn't follow my own dreams because if I did, then I would... I would let everyone down. But then here I am today and I tried to do that and I'm all by myself. So, oh my gosh, weird. Like weird how that like went full circle and by me trying to do something to not end up alone and make everybody happy, I ended up being alone and (laughs) by myself anyway and still made nobody happy apparently. Oh my gosh. Wow, my life. Okay. Anyway, back on track. I remember I like sort of wanted to feel like I had some direction and, you know, some some career goal of some sort. So I did go and get um, uh, my kids yoga certification, which was fun. And the only problem with that, though, is like I have extreme social anxiety and talking in front of groups of people is not for me. And I thought it'd be okay because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just chatting with kids and they're not judging me. It's fine. I can just be a kid with them. But I realized that came with like parents watching, teachers watching if you're at schools. And then it just was not good for my anxiety. So that had to stop. Um, but, and I, I thought it would be fine. You know, it's like something I could do on my own, like my own little business. I could work whatever hours I wanted to. I could still travel and do yoga I thought it was perfect, but yeah, the whole anxiety thing didn't work. So, you know, like back to square one, like what do I do? Ooh, and touching back on like travel and wanting to just explore the world, um, I would just always stare at maps and be wanting to go to places. And I remember an opportunity came when I was in high school, grade 10, to go, it was like through my art class, like my art teacher, to go to Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, and Fiji. And it was my dream 
trip. I was, I've always stared at that side of the world, like growing up as a kid for so many hours. Like I studied Australia and New Zealand. I knew it so well and I was so desperate to go. I really wanted to go. And yet again, I like begged my dad to let me go on this trip. And I promised him it wouldn't be a waste of money. I said I would practice my photography skills and all of that, but he wouldn't let me go. And that felt like such a huge loss to me. Yeah, I never spoke to him for a good amount of time. I was so upset. I gave him the silent treatment hard. (laughs) But yeah, so it's always been in me to want to just venture off and explore the world and not sit at a desk and waste my hours doing that, you know, just sitting on my ass and not, not fully experiencing everything this world has to offer. And I finally did a little bit of that in my twenties and I'm so, so, so thankful and grateful. I want to cry that, you know, like that this person I dated allowed me to do that. I'm not going to get into that, but, um, so going back to living unconventionally, it carried on into my 20s, like my late 20s and to who I am today, so much so that it still like impacts people around me and they like don't like it. It's weird. I get that I'm pretty different. I'm often very misunderstood and I have certain things that, um, like I'm just not everyone's cup of tea, you know, you can't please everyone. But I feel like, you know, picking on someone and being mean just because they don't want to live like you live is a little bit harsh. And when I first moved out here, I I found it really hard to, you know, like find my footing and make friends I can actually trust. I felt like everyone was so judgmental. But I felt super judged in this one house that I called the Little House of Horrors. I moved into there like when the pandemic first hit and it was a doozy. Um, Oh, I just listened to that back and it sounded like I said little house of horrors. (laughs) It's I I was trying to say horrors, you know, like horror is scary. Little house of horrors. So when I first moved out there, I didn't have a job lined up. I know bold, brave. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, And then I worked at an outdoor, um, education camp for summer 2019. So I had that job and then, um, and then 2020 came and, uh, you know what happened there. Right. So, and then that's when I moved into that house. So obviously I didn't have a job and a lot of people didn't have jobs. A lot of people couldn't, right. We couldn't work, but the people who could work were nurses and people in hospitals. And this one girl in the little house of horrors, um, she was a nurse, is a nurse. I don't know if she still is, um, but she obviously had to work all the time and I was not working and I was just going with the flow. You know, I was working on my creative things. I was, I was working on writing a lot, actually, and I was doing a lot of poetry. Oh, and like before the pandemic hit, I had this um, like administrative job at a dance studio. So actually... um. I was helping out back at the studio just a little bit here and there during like when the pandemic first hit. Um, 
just to like get Zoom up and running so we could have like online dance classes. And this is when she got mad. I remember now I just had to like go back through my Instagram stories um, and watch it back. Um, I was like stressed a little bit because I was basically carrying the entire dance studio on my shoulders and just like sorting out everything for my boss. Like she, she was super lovely, but I was like, I was so stressed. And she was like, she got mad. Like, I think she was bottling up a lot of feelings about how I was living. And then it just exploded one night. I remember I wanted to just like hang out in my little dungeon basement illegal room by myself because um, I just like didn't like how I was feeling judged by her all the time. I don't know. She wasn't good vibes and she always drank and was just a party animal and same with the the other girl that hung out with her and I just didn't want to be part of it. Um, but I was like, you know what? I might as well go up and bond. So I went up and I tried to bond with them. But like immediately when I said that I was like stressed with dance studio work, she was like, okay, well I'm in a hospital. So clearly I'm way more stressed than you. Like what? It's not a competition. And, um, apparently like, I remember she also flipped out on me because, um, this is what she said, quote unquote, I, um, I live floating along through life without getting a career and being an actual adult. Oh my goodness. And so like after saying all that to me, she just lost it. And of course I was always listening to what my dad said because at the time I was asking for advice. Um, And he's always like, yeah, just kill them with kindness. So that's what I did. And I was like, well, like this is just how I feel. Um, Like, my stress is valid and yes, you're doing a lot of work and that's, that's awesome that you're, what what you're doing. Like I was super kind and super nice. Um, and then when she made that comment about like floating along through life and being this hippie, oh yeah. Cause I, <laughs> a few days beforehand or like a week before this explosive night happened, I started making a dread in my hair, like a single dread. I just wanted one dread and she was not happy about that little single dread sticking out from behind my ear. She like had a problem with me living this hippie lifestyle for some reason. And so, yeah, that night she made those comments and I just told her, I was like, well, this is how I choose to live. Like, I don't want a career. I don't want to be doing what you're doing. And then I can't remember exactly. It all happened so fast, but she screamed at me and she lunged across the dining room table and ripped out hair out of my head. So much hair, a ball of hair. Um, And she also kicked me in my ribs and I fell off the chair I was sitting on onto the ground and she took her nails and scratched my face and dug her nails into my face and I was bleeding and I ran out of the house like crying I was so scared and I was shaking like I was it was I couldn't believe it because simply because I chose and I choose to live differently than you and I I choose to not have a career it like it boiled her blood enough to physically assault me so aggressively and violently. Yeah, it was intense. And I was just looking back on stories. Like I lost so much hair. There was literal blood on my cheek. And, um, but yeah, she got evicted. That's so insane. How is that? Like, oh yeah, 
I got to that story because of living unconventionally. But how insane is that? Like it bothers people so much. But now I feel like, you know, after, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and stuff, I think it's becoming more accepting to live unconventionally. Like I've always wanted to live the van life and a lot more people are doing that. So I wonder, and like a lot of people are like live that lifestyle in Squamish. So I am so surprised she reacted like that. But yeah, yeah gosh, how many other people has she attacked? <laughs> and RIP to my dread, because it was the dread actually that she ripped out. She looked at it and she's like, ah, you fucking hippie, basically. <laughs> um, gosh. Yeah, so um, being a black sheep is not always easy, and um, I I could not have predicted that that's what would have happened when I moved into that house. Man, like we were friends in the beginning. That it's so wild to me. Like, where do I go after that story? I'm not even too sure. I'm just staring at my cat who is staring outside. <laughs> I am basically a cat. <laughs> I feel like I sound high right now. And I swear to God, I'm not high. Um, yeah, so me today, I'm still living like that. But I, you know, I keep trying different like avenues of like what could work that would still allow me to like um, not be so full of anxiety and still be able to roam and travel and, you know, give me some sort of freedom. So I found, um, I was like, why don't I just like do what I loved to do when I was younger and what I, you know, begged my dad to do, which was acting. So I got into acting, like background acting back in the beginning of 2021, I believe. Yes. So I've been doing it for, wait, yeah, yeah, that's my, and what year is it now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I've been doing it for like just over two years. Oh my goodness. Where is the time going? Um, but I like it because it's casual. Um, you can black out your calendar whenever you want and just like select when you're available to work. And when you do work, it's long hours. So it's good pay when you do work. Um, and I'm finally following, you know, my childhood dreams and I got myself an agent like for background and then, you know, a proper principal agency last summer which was a huge like yay moment for myself because I finally did it on my own I never knew how to as a kid um or a young teen but um yeah but as I sit here now because it's like really slow in the industry I'm just like what do I do now but I feel like that's always been my life and I sort of kind of just figure it out I like as I said in the first episode, what my name meant means like go with the flow. And I very much am a go with the flow person. So I'm just kind of like seeing what comes up, just kind of browsing and whatever comes my way, I'll, I'll go with that. And if certain doors close, I know more do doors will open. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a tough life to live. Um, and the uncertainty is also very scary. The unknown is very scary, but I have learned and I've become like pretty comfortable with it. I mean, or at least I think I am pretty comfortable with it. Um, sometimes it does give me a lot of anxiety, actually. And I'll be like up at night, like seriously contemplating what I'm doing with my life. Because you do, unfortunately, need money to survive. But I so wish I could just like I'm taking driving lessons right now because I just really, really want 
that freedom of just like getting in a vehicle and driving to wherever I want to drive to and, you know, going on whatever adventure I want to go on, kind of like Chris McCandless, like going back to that idea of, you know, just hopping in a car whenever you want to just go explore somewhere. I, I really want that. But like, how did he do that without any money? He, he donated, if you don't know the story, he had all of this money and he donated it all, all of his savings, everything. Um, so he had like no money to his name and just took off and somehow just, he was friendly and charming. And by some luck, he met people who helped him out along the way. And you know, picked up little cash jobs here and there and just lived his life. And it's funny because like, I'll, I'll read those quotes that say like, go travel now while you're young. Um, you know, this won't come back to you, but money will always come back. Like, and you know, like quotes, like money spent on travel is not money wasted, all those things. And I always live by them. Because I don't want to be old and look back and be like, oh my God, I didn't travel. I didn't get to see the world. Like that would honestly suck so much. And I get it. Like for some people, it's like, I'm gonna, I like to work and feel secure and have that, you know, stability. And then they have money and then they go travel for a bit and then they come back home to a nice little solid lifestyle. But that's not me. Like I'm too spontaneous. I don't want ties to places that hold me back from doing something, you know, like I also want to live in another country and I, I couldn't have a child right now or a house or well, I couldn't even freaking afford one. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, that's just not me. It's not for everybody. And so I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like you should judge people who, who don't want those things. Like I, I just, I don't want a kid. I don't, I don't want a big house. I don't, I don't want to have to have those things, you know, that, they're like ties that keep you to a place, but I want to see so many places. I want to, and yeah, and I think that's also why I'm like struggling to find, I guess, people like me because I'm so different and I'm so misunderstood so much. And there is no one else like me. Everyone wants stability. Everyone likes having a job and working and they want a home to go to come home to, um, and they want a family. I just want a partner that likes to travel with me. <laughs> Is that too much to ask for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will find him one day. I swear. There is someone out there who just wants a tiny home just like me. And, you know, just some land somewhere to grow food away from society. And we can travel and be happy. And it's just us too. And we won't have kids. And we'll just have animals. <laughs> someone out there is for me. I will find them. <laughs> I'm not losing hope just yet. I'm only 33, just turned 33. Not close to 34 at all. I still cannot even believe my age. I do not feel my age at all. Anyway, yeah. So if you are a creative individual following this creative path and you are doubting yourself, know that it's normal. And, you know, I'm struggling too. We all struggle. We will get through it. Um, just keep following your dreams, following your passions and putting 100% into everything you do. That's all I'm doing. And all you can do is just, you know, hope for the best. Like, it's like, not like I don't have ambition and drive. I mean, like hope for the best as in like, I I'm going to classes and I'm studying acting. I'm just hoping for the best. Like, I hope I land a role that'll change my life one day, you know, or I hope 
that one day my writing will get noticed and a publisher will pick up um, a book of mine that I've written and, you know, want to sign me and, you know, just, you know, like a miracle like that. <laughs> because I can't have a normal job. I can't even do it because my social anxiety does not let me. <laughs> and I try to explain that to so many people and they don't understand. And I just, I wish this world was a little bit more empathetic and, you know, could just try a little bit more to like put yourself in someone else's shoes. Like talking to people is so scary for me. I can't work a regular job like regular people. I can't do that. So I have to find other ways to have money coming in. And luckily for me, I love being creative and it just comes naturally to me. But I like I'm, I still haven't made money from it. I'm just hoping and praying that one day soon something will happen. And sometimes um, people will remind me, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like this person didn't actually land their first big role until they were 40 or this person didn't, um, have their business kick off until they were 50. And I'm like, Oh, that's like great inspirational advice. But, um, I'm not gonna, like, I've been broke for so long. I don't want to be broke for all of my thirties. And I don't want to land my big role at 40. Like if this doesn't happen for me in the, in the next couple of years, I'm done. I think I'd have to at least take a break and then come back to it. I mean, I'm running out of time because, like I want to still live in New Zealand and Australia at some point and the cutoff age is 35. Like I'm going to be approaching that in a, in a couple years. So I need to like put my passions on hold so I can do my other passions. Do you ever feel like you've too many passions and it's hard to sort them out? Yeah, gosh, it's really confusing because like I'll wake up one day and be like, oh, what do I focus on today? And like, do I do photography? Do I do writing? Do I do drawing? Do I do entertaining, which means like podcast stuff and and filming? And like, or do I do acting? Like, I have so much going on because I have way too many passions. And honestly, I'd rather have that problem than have no passions at all. At this point, I'm just rambling, but I'm just trying to say I think that like it's good that I that for you to have passions. And it's okay that they're not going anywhere yet because mine aren't either. And nothing happens overnight. It takes some time. And it took me a long time to realize that, you know, this is what I finally want to do with my life is like something creative, not something behind a desk. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up soon here. Um, But I'm just going through just some notes and quotes and things. And someone I follow on Instagram, she goes by inspired to write. Her name is Amy. She wrote this at one point and um, it resonated with me because I feel the exact same way. And so she, this is what she wrote. For years, I fought with my might to commit to my creativity. I got a plethora of part-time muggle jobs so I could pay rent, but focus on writing my books and blogging. But it was a shit show. If you've been here for a while, you've witnessed me fight for my life. From the start, from my earliest memories, my soul knew I had no place in the system. I have never liked rules. I am not made to be compliant. I am not made to be small. My soul knew that I had to create, that I had to rebel. But the stories that I had been sold about my own self-worth would fight me, would fuck with my mental health and make me a shadow of myself for years as I stubbornly hung on. I believed I was a cop-out, a child, 
an idiot, a spoilt brat because I was not participating in the system. I wanted to create art. I hated myself when I took rest or when I woke up late or when I couldn't work from home for the nine to five hours. I berated myself every hour of every day. It was exhausting. It's been over a year since I started my journaling practice and I began untangling the stories I've been told and sold. When I began to understand that I needed to question every single thing I believed, I needed to reprogram myself. I needed to see all the world's expectations for what they were, meaningless, bullshit, made to keep us small, made to keep us in line, not for me. Seriously, truly inspiring. I mean, I, I saved that for a reason because I feel like I could have written that myself. Like, fuck society, fuck your rules, fuck what people think. <laughs> Do what sets your soul on fire, baby. <laughs> 